MSW Media. Thanks to Mrs. Fields for supporting the Daily Beans. Who doesn't love fresh from the oven, melt in your mouth cookies? Mrs. Fields will wrap up your delicious cookies in unique creative packages that will thrill the people who get them. And right now, Mrs. Fields is giving the best deal available only to podcast listeners. Get 25% off everything site-wide when you go to mrsfields.com slash beans. And thanks to Lomi for supporting the Daily Beans. Start making a positive impact on the environment with the Lomi Home Composter. Get $50 off when you go to lomi.com slash dailybeans and use code dailybeans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Today, Oath Keeper's founder, Stuart Rhodes, has been found guilty of seditious conspiracy, obstructing an official proceeding, and aiding and abetting. Mark Meadows is ordered by the South Carolina Supreme Court to testify before the Fulton County Special Grand Jury. A filing in the Joel Greenberg case hints that the Matt Gates investigation is still active. The Senate has passed a bill protecting same-sex marriage rights. And Tony Ornato testifies before the January 6th committee. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hi, Dana. Happy Wednesday. To you as well. And you've got some pep in your step, in your voice. It's a really good day, (laughs) like for so fucking long. Okay, so like January 9th, three days after the attack on the Capitol, I tweeted out, guys, guys, look at this video. Look at this formation of dudes with hands on the shoulders. This is like ex-military or something. This is, they planned this shit, you know. And uh, today, uh, a lot of them were found guilty on two on seditious conspiracy. I'll go over the charges uh, in the hot notes, but uh, they were all found guilty on 1512C2, obstructing an official proceeding. And, uh, you know, hats off to the Justice Department. And a big thank you to my very good friend, Officer Harry Dunn, who was giving me the verdict as it was read from the courtroom. He was in the courtroom as that verdict was read. As we know, he testified in that trial. He will get to make a victim impact statement upon sentencing. So there we go. I'm really excited. It's fantastic. Yep. Still nothing. I'm going to go check right this second, but still nothing on the 11th Circuit. Let me see. Let me see. Let me look in. I'm looking. I'm looking. Do, do, do. Nothing. Okay. So we still don't have a ruling from the 11th Circuit. I was kind of putting off the recording today to the very last minute to see if something would drop because I would have loved that little cherry on the justice dessert that was today. But Dana, another great thing happened today. The Senate passed legislation to protect same sex and interracial marriage called the Respect for Marriage Act. This is a landmark bipartisan vote. It is. And last time this vote happened, what's interesting to me is there was 37 Republican senators against it. Only 36 voted against it this time. And I don't know if I'm trying to find the senator that actually changed their mind on this vote. I haven't yet, but maybe we'll know that before tomorrow's episode. But yeah, this is, I mean, it's, it's fucking crazy that in this day and age, we have to let the Senate vote on something that's already legal like abortion rights and marriage equality, but um, that seems to be the case. Yeah, and those abortion rights were taken away, and uh, marriage rights could be as well by this extreme Supreme Court. And I just want to make a little point on that. For some reason, the press keeps fucking this up and saying that this codifies same-sex marriage. It does not. If Obergefell falls, and I know you'll cover this, but if Obergefell falls, that means states that do not believe that marriage equality should be the law of the land can refuse to give marriage licenses if Obergefell falls. 
So that is a big hole in this thing, but this is a win and we should celebrate where we have them. I just want to be clear, this isn't a codification of marriage equality. Right, correct. And the House will need to approve it again before sending it to Biden's desk to be signed into law. But like you said, the bill would not set a national requirement that all states must legalize same-sex marriage, but it would require individual states to recognize another state's legal marriage. Indeed. That's the thing. That's the biggest part of this. That's as far as it goes, I should say. So in the event, like you said, that the court overturns Obergefell, a state could still pass a a law to ban same-sex marriage, but the state would still be required to recognize a same-sex marriage from another state. So there is some great things in this and it's a step forward. I know there's a lot of people that are upset that it wasn't the whole kit and caboodle, but we'll take the wins where they come right now. Yeah, you wouldn't have gotten a single Republican vote in 2022. If that were the case. 100%. Fuckers. All right. We have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. A federal jury on Tuesday convicted Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes of seditious conspiracy for leading a months long plot to unleash political violence to prevent the inauguration of Biden, culminating in the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. Bing bong bing. The panel of seven men and five women deliberated for just three days before finding Rhodes and co-defendant, that's Kelly Meggs, guilty of conspiring to oppose by force the lawful transition of presidential power. Rhodes and all four co-defendants on trial were convicted of obstructing an official proceeding as it met to confirm the results of the 2020 election. New York Times says obstruction of Congress. That's not correct. That's 1505. Obstructing an official proceeding is 1512C2. The difference, New York Times, is about 15 years in prison. So maybe get an editor. Both offenses are punishable by up to 20 years in prison. Rhodes, in a dark suit and a black eye patch from an old gun accident where he shot himself in the eye, stood at the defense table watching impassively as verdicts were read for the defendants facing a 13-count indictment. The indictment brought against Rhodes, 56 years old, and other Oath Keepers associates in January was the first time the government leveled the historically rare charge of seditious conspiracy, which was approved and signed off by Merrick Garland, in the massive sprawling January 6th investigation. He is the highest profile figure to face trial in connection with the rioting by angry Trump supporters who injured and killed a couple of officers and ransacked offices, forcing evacuation of lawmakers. The verdict in this case likely will be taken as a bellwether for the two remaining seditious conspiracy trials set for December against five Oath Keepers, five more Oath Keepers, and some Proud Boys, including longtime chairman Henry Enrique Tarrio. Both Rhodes and Tario are highly visible leaders of the alt-right or far-right anti-government white supremacist movements. They are domestic terrorists, and they were highlighted at hearings probing the attack earlier this year by the January 6th committee. Here's a full verdict. Stuart Rhodes is guilty on seditious conspiracy, obstructing an official proceeding, tampering with documents, not guilty on conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy to prevent an officer from discharging their duty. The officer in this case, one Vice President Mike Pence, former. Kelly Meggs, guilty on seditious conspiracy, guilty on conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, regular obstructing an official proceeding, and conspiracy to prevent an officer from discharging his duty, and also guilty on tampering with documents. Kelly Meggs got hit the hardest on this one. He was not guilty on destruction of government property. Harrelson, not Woody, but another one, guilty on obstructing an official proceeding, tampering with documents, and conspiracy to prevent an officer from discharging his duties, not guilty on seditious conspiracy conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, and destruction of government property. 
So Megs and Stuart Rhodes were the only two that were found guilty of seditious conspiracy. Jessica Watkins, guilty of obstructing an official proceeding and conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding and conspiracy to prevent an officer from discharging his duties and civil disorder. Not guilty of destruction of government property and seditious conspiracy. And Caldwell, guilty of obstructing an official proceeding and tampering with documents, not guilty of seditious conspiracy, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy to prevent an officer from discharging his duty. So Some justice has been served. I hope that's a message to the rest of the Proud Boys. I really do. If there's consequences yes. for the top, it trickles down on this in this case. Yes, and, and a jury has said that these are not patriots. They are traitors. Good. It should be said. Over and over. All right. The House Select Committee investigating the Capitol riot is interviewing former House, uh, the White House Deputy Chief of Staff Tony Ornato on Tuesday in potentially key witness whose testimony could shed new light on the former president's movements leading up to and on January 6th. That's according to two sources familiar with the panel's work. Former Trump aide Cassidy Hutchinson testified back in June that Ornato, who transitioned back to his post at the U.S. Secret Service after Trump left office, and retired earlier this year, told her the former president lashed out in anger and lunged at a member of his... I only laugh because that's when they said they tried to take the wheel and the beast, but lunged at a member of his productive detail as he demanded to be taken to the Capitol on January 6th. I demand that you take me there. Tuesday's virtual interview. I just want to see him slapping him with like a white glove. I demand you take me to the Capitol. <laughs> Tuesday's virtual interview is the first time Ornato has met with the panel since Hutchinson's testimony. Ornato met with the committee twice prior to his expected interview on Tuesday, once in January and again in March. Well, Hutchinson testified that Ornato told her that Trump got so angry when informed he could not go to the Capitol after his speech at the White House Ellipse on the morning of January 6th, that he lunged at the lead agent of his motorcade, and that was Robert Engel, and said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol. And I'm sure he didn't say effing. I said, I'm sure he said, I'm the fucking president. <laughs> I wonder if they got like a slap fight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Neither Ornato or Engel have denied Hutchinson's testimony on the record. They did it first, but not on the record, we should say. Now, a Secret Service official who spoke on the condition of anonymity previously told CNN that Ornato denies telling Hutchinson that the former president grabbed the steering wheel of his presidential SUV or an agent on his details. So, hmm. well, that report is going to come out next month. We'll we'll know. And next month, by the way, starts tomorrow. So. Unbelievable. I cannot believe it's December 1st. <laughs> It's National Procrastination Awareness Month. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and get this, Dana, there was a court filing, another one in the Joel Greenberg case today that may have hinted that the Matt Gates investigation is still open and ongoing. Here's what it says. It's an unopposed motion to file supplement under seal, which means Joel Greenberg wants to file a supplement to the DOJ's reply to his reply to the DOJ sentencing memorandum <laughs> and that he wants to file it under seal and that no one opposed the government doesn't oppose him filing it under seal. Uh, it says on November 10th, 2022, government filed its motion for departure in supporting sealed memo. Greenberg filed his response on November 15th, 2022, pursuant to his plea agreement with the government and to mitigate the significant penalties he faces. Mr. Greenberg has been cooperating with federal prosecutors in active investigations currently being conducted by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Middle District of Florida, the state of Florida, and the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. Put a pin in that little thing right there. Initially, the undersigned intended to present the information to the court at the hearing on November 30th. 
However, after consulting on the matter, the parties believe a better course of action would be for the defense to present this information in written form under seal to avoid a lengthy sealed hearing. In order to safeguard confidential and sensitive information concerning ongoing investigations and prosecutions, the parties are requesting that this memo be sealed. As previously noted, Greenberg's supplement involves confidential and protected information concerning the government's ongoing investigations and prosecutions. Because the government's interest in the integrity of its investigations outweigh the public's interest, good cause exists for the sealing of Greenberg's supplement. Now, it doesn't name Gates, but remember when I said to put a pin in it? The inclusion not only of prosecutors in the Middle District of Florida and the state of Florida, but the inclusion of those from D.C., the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C., those are those two experts that were sent down there to help prosecute Matt Gates, And that says to me that the investigations into at least high profile elected officials are open and ongoing and need to be filed under seal to protect those probes. So if they left that out, that, you know, basically that means that those two specialist guys, the, the child sex exploitation expert and the public corruption expert who is good at, you know, investigating and prosecuting high profile elected officials, that's still ongoing. So we'll, we'll know soon enough whether they plan to go forward with charges against Gates. Fingers crossed. Oh, more than my fingers. Everything's crossed. Now, this is from Cheney and Gerstein at Politico. South Carolina Supreme Court has unanimously ordered former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows to testify to an Atlanta area grand jury investigating the former guy's effort to overturn that election in Georgia. I know, and this is a quote, we've reviewed the arguments raised by Meadows and find them to be manifestly without merit. I mean, that has fucking slapped down. That's from South Carolina Supreme Court Justice. Mark Meadows, manifestly without merit. I love it. (laughs) The decision affirmed a lower court's ruling requiring Meadows to testify to the Fulton Grand Jury investigating that investigation led by District Attorney Fonnie Willis, who's just a badass. Meadows was initially scheduled to appear for testimony on November 30th. Now, it's unclear if that appearance is still on track. Attorneys for Meadows and a spokeswoman for Willis did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The five-member court's decision was just three paragraphs long. It was short. It cited, quote, the exigent circumstances involved, but did not go into detail about the dispute. Willis sought Meadows' testimony in September as part of expansive investigation into efforts by Trump and his allies to disrupt the election process in Georgia and that included his push for the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, to find enough votes to overturn Joe Biden's victory in the state. Just find mm. one more vote. Just one more. The fight over the Meadows' subpoena wound up before the South Carolina courts under procedures many states have agreed on to enforce court orders for testimony issued by courts in another state. Well, to compel testimony from out-of-state residents, Willis must first get the approval of local courts. Meadows is a resident of South Carolina. Now, courts in New York and Florida have similarly upheld efforts by Willis to obtain testimony from non-Georgia residents, including Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani and former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn. Willis' grand jury has sought testimony from a slew of high-ranking figures in Trump's orbit, particularly those most closely associated with his bid to subvert the results of the 2020 election. Among those witnesses she pursued, we've got attorneys John Eastman, Jenna Ellis, who's a horrible fucking human being, especially after the shooting at the club. Horst Epstein, Kenneth Cheesebro. She also recently obtained testimony from no one other than Senator Lindsey Graham, as we know, also in South Carolina. So that sets some precedent on that, that front, who appeared after the U.S. Supreme Court cleared the way for Willis to question him. 
Willis has also probed Trump's allies in Georgia, who signed documents claiming to be the state's legitimate presidential electors as part of a broader plan by the Trump campaign to disrupt the transfer of power on January 6th. But Meadows is the most critical figure in her investigation to be ordered to appear. In addition to his prominent role in Trump's orbit during the weeks leading up to January 6th, Meadows traveled to Georgia. He went there in the midst of the state's post-election audit and joined Trump on his January 2nd phone call with Raffensperger. He was on the call where Trump tried to get those votes. Meadows has argued to a South Carolina county court that his appearance before the grand jury was barred by executive privilege. It is not, but the state courts rejected that argument because it's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And we know the DOJ has uh, put in filings that there's no such thing as absolute immunity for top aides to the president, despite their wish that there was. So that's going to be really interesting. And uh, before we go to break, I'm just going to check one more time for the 11th Circuit. No. Yeah, ba, I feel ba, like ba, our phones would have blown up, but yeah, <laughs> yeah probably would have gotten a few, a few text messages. So anyway, good news day again. Thanks. Like all my thanks and big hugs to, to Officer Harry Dunn, Officer Mike Fanone, Officers Hodges and Gunnell. You guys are awesome. And thanks to Harry for sending me those verdicts right from the courtroom as they happened. We'll be right back with the good news. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. I love falling asleep and waking up on my Helix Sleep mattress. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup has 14 unique models, including a collection of luxury mattresses, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. It's super easy to find out which Helix mattress works best for you. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their online two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you with the best mattress for you. I was matched with a Helix Midnight because I'm a side sleeper and I like a medium firm bed. It is the best mattress I've ever owned. I've had it for a couple years now. Helix knows there's no better way to test new mattresses than sleeping on it in your own home. So they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. And if you decide it's not the best fit, you're welcome to return it for a full refund. They'll even come and pick it up. Plus, Helix mattresses are an American-made company and they come with a 10 or 15-year warranty depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded number one best mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a solution for improving your sleep. Helix right now is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. With Helix, better sleep starts now. And I've been wanting to start composting for a very long time now, but I believed it was too complicated. It was smelly. I didn't have the space for it. But then I discovered Lomi. I love my Lomi. Lomi is a countertop electric composter. It's odor-free, it's mess-free, it's fast, and it keeps your food waste out of landfills. And that's really important. It fits into any size kitchen, big or small. It makes your food waste disappear in less than four hours. And out of the, all of a sudden, you have dirt to use in your garden. Lomi turns my food scraps into dirt with just the touch of a button. It's finished in less than four hours on one of the settings. And there's no smell. I've used it like four times now. There's no smell when it runs. It's really quiet. Thanks to Lomi, I've gone from three bags of garbage every week to just one. I feel great knowing I'm composting and creating soil instead of waste. And now I have basically limitless supplies of dirt for my garden. And it's a win-win situation for me and the environment. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash Daily Beans and use promo code Daily Beans to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi, L-O-M-I dot com slash Daily Beans and use promo code Daily Beans at checkout. 
Food waste is gross. Lomi is the solution. And with the holidays just around the corner, Lomi will make the perfect gift for somebody on your shopping list. And speaking of perfect gifts, this holiday season, everyone on my shopping list is getting cookies from Mrs. Fields. For over 45 years, Mrs. Fields has perfected fresh-baked gourmet treats. Every cookie, cake, and confection is absolutely delicious. I love the incredible variety, classic flavors like chocolate chip and salted caramel, uh, plus frosted cookies. The, the green wreath ones are so delicious. Brownie bites. I love the blondies. They make these butterscotch blondies so delicious. Uh, they have the best fresh melt-in-your-mouth cookies, chewy brownies, unforgettable handcrafted confections. There's something everyone will love. And they make the perfect gift for grandparents, parents, kids, friends, coworkers, and clients. Um, there's something that will thrill everyone at any age. You can choose from a huge selection of holiday gift baskets and cookie tins. And Mrs. Fields will wrap up your delicious cookies in unique creative packages. I just unboxed the Snowman Tower, which is absolutely fantastic. It is going to go right on my work desk after I eat all the delicious treats inside. Don't forget to try Mrs. Field's Mega Cookie to satisfy the biggest sweet tooth of all. You can share one with a friend or keep it all to yourself, which is kind of what I did. And right now, Mrs. Fields is giving the best deal available only to podcast listeners. You get 25% off everything site-wide when you go to mrsfields.com slash beans. That's right. Mrs. Fields is giving this exclusive deal only to podcast listeners. 25% off everything at mrsfields.com slash beans. 25% off at m-r-s-f-i-e-l-d-s dot com slash beans. You'll be glad you did. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, you want to do a shout out to somebody that you love that's amazing in your life. Uh, if you want to give a shout out to a small business in your area or you are a small business or you want to send Halloween photos of your pets dressed up as Halloween, their Halloween costumes or pets on Santa's lap or babies on Santa's lap for Dana. I know that you would. Love I mean, those. come on, babies on anyone's lap, yeah. Please, really, just babies, <laughs> just babies. I don't even have to be on a lap. <laughs> we could play what the mud or find the cat. Anything you want to send us at all, please go to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. This first submission is from anonymous pronoun she and her in response to frustrations with all the things. My friends have created an awesome apparel shop called Angry Goddess Apparel. It's found on Etsy using the tagline "Unleash Your Angry Goddess." Their apparel features feminist humor, puns, and sarcasm. Best of all, all designs are created by the owners themselves. They pay homage to headlines, viral videos, and most of all, living as a good human. I've included a picture of one of their most recent products. Please feature their store and give them a boost. Look at this. I am putting this in my notes right now. Presence, lights, and reproductive rights. That's a wine glass with a sippy top so you can spill it. I <laughs> love, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best ones. All right. This is from Corny Cole, AGDG. I don't know if this is a confession as much as personal democracy vent. Also, there will be dog pics attached. But Yay. firstly, God bless you both for being voices of reason, logic, and compassion in a shitstorm hurricane. Nextly, I have an absurdist political satire podcast. Oh, nice. It's called Thorn in the USA. That's a really great name, by the way. I launched it in response to the SCOTUS leak. I had a blast and rap season at the midterms, but am so overwhelmed with anger and disgust at the proliferation of anti-Semitism and white supremacy happening at MAL that I could not, and you would know what that is. What is that? It's Mar-a-Lago. Ah, thank you. That I could not, not 
do something. So I dropped a bonus episode last night, bonus episode. That's actually simply a bonus song that we're calling Dystopian Democracy Song. And it is a MAGA send up of Buffalo Springfield's chilling song for what it's worth. So we've got a link to this in the show notes. I hope you'll give it a listen. No Stevie Nicks or we, but no better way that music is pump up our Georgia brothers and sisters as they do the work of reelecting the Honorable Reverend Warnock. P.S. Mm-hmm. I wrote you a few weeks ago. I'm the one that also hosts a social justice podcast, and I was ranting about all the new pornish followers I have on my social justice page since Elon broke the Twitter. I was hoping that they were titties for justice, but alas, just a bunch of titties. <laughs> Big ones. Hurt ones. Long ones. Attached, beautiful pic of DG's doppelganger. Oh my God. Of D- oh, that's right. We have these. Of DG's doppelganger, right. Agnes of God, and the montage of AG's doppelganger, Bitsy Boo McGrew Cole. Oh. <laughs> I love my doppelgangers just chilling with ballerina feet crossed, and yours is a mess. Mine is a fucking mess. <laughs> Mine is exactly what I look like right now, waiting for the fucking 11th Circuit to come back. <laughs> I have a picture, I think, of this dog sitting on my desktop because uh, it woke up and its hair was all frizzy from the static. I think this is the same dog. Oh, I love that picture, by the way. Oh, I've it makes seen me that. so happy. It's like on a couch and it's like poof. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like like a, an animal that's come out of the dryer on, on the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, remember? 100%. And they just poof. Thank you for that. And that's awesome. Okay, so we have a link to that show in the notes, and you can hear that song, Dystopian Democracy Song. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Next up from Jay, she and her. I had the amazing honor this year of supporting dumb candidate Maxine Dybert for State House in Fairbanks, Alaska. Max is an amazing local teacher, mother, education advocate, and friend. Along with Max and many of her friends and supporters, we knocked on thousands of doors in her district. It was amazing to watch her reach so many constituents on a personal level and get hundreds of hugs of support from past students and their families. Because of mail-in ballots and Alaska's ranked choice voting, it was torture waiting to see if the 48% she received on election night would pull her over the finish line. Max crushed her Republican incumbent opponent. Cheers to getting another Alaska Native woman into the legislature, flipping a seat blue, and the other Alaska midterm successes, including Mary Paltola winning the House seat, keeping Lisa Murkowski in her Senate seat over a Trump-backed Kelly Chewbacca. I know it's probably not pronounced Chewbacca, but... (laughs) And Alaska's population coming out so strong to shut down a constitutional convention that would have put women's reproductive rights at risk. Yes, Alaska. It's not easy living in a red state, but this year, the wins for sanity and justice were amazing. Pet tax, Milo on the left and Millie on the right. They support their favorite local candidate and one of our awesome Alaska I Voted stickers. Oh, my God. Milo and Millie. I need to hang out with them. They're the cutest things. Oh, look at these. Are these little malty poos or the little schnauzer mixes, a little shih tzu? Oh, my God. It looks like a Yorkie poo on the right. I mean, they're so so cute. cute. Uh, Yeah, right in. Jay, and tell us what these dog breeds are, please. Ah, I love it. All right. This is from Bill, pronouncing him, dearest beans queens, new patron here. Thank you for helping me stay sane through the midterms. My daily dose of the beans really helped keep me together and have hope for a, a QOP free. I love that. QOP free life after. Keep up the awesome work. I submit three things. Number one. <laughs> a plug for my wife, Susie, and her life-changing coaching business. She's a smart PhD, first-gen Mexican-American coach who helps high-achieving women conquer anxiety and imposter syndrome. Wow. Please oh, check her out. I, I think we all need that. Please check <laughs> her out 
at lifecoachsusie, that's S-U-S-I-E dot com, lifecoachsusie.com. Number two, a what the mutt submission for our new girl, Annie. She's been ours for two months now. Genetic test results are attached for you to score your work. Thank you. Bonus submission, a dog that won the individual costume contest at our city's Barktoberfest <laughs> event. Not sure. Not I have to say this shit with a straight face. Not sure of the dog's not sure of the dog's name, but it's a whippet. And his mom is a local artist. Barktoberfest is amazing. Okay, look at this beagle. Co- there's, there's a collie in there because I feel like there's, there's some lassie. The ear, right? The beagle. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna write this down. Beagle, collie, and Shep- Shetland. Shetland. <laughs> Shetland pony. Shetland pony. <laughs> Shetland sheepdog. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Ten breeds. We, we should have a chance of getting one of these. Okay, so I'm going to add chow before I scroll down. All right. All right, here we go. Uh, Australian Shepherd, Pitbull, Lab, a miniature American Shepherd, and Border Collie. We got none. I got Collie. You, yeah, Border Collie. I guess a Collie is a Border Collie. Because I'm thinking about Lassie. That's can we talk about a, the picture though before you tell me I'm either. wrong again? Can you talk? Can we talk about the picture in the detected ten breeds? <laughs> Which picture? Which picture? Within the circle, right in the DNA results. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's so funny. Oh, and then what the hell? That is a cool costume. I was thinking about doing that to my my black German Shepherd. That is for, impressive. Little whippet with the skeleton paint on him. Little black whippet with the. Oh my goodness. Oh, so cute. Very nice. The feet look very detailed. Oh my goodness. They do indeed. All right. Take us away. All right. I've got uh, Mick Twingles, pronoun she and her and my mother and stepfather, both octogenarians, survived RSV. Nice. Stepdad was hospitalized for a few days. Both said they felt sicker than they've ever felt. Now that they are out of the woods, so to speak, their many loved ones have been even more thankful for them. Oh, look at these little kitty babies. So sweet. We still have a couple more, so... All right, I'm going to read this one and you do the other one. Anonymous, she and her, after what feels like years of not going to concerts due to COVID, I finally got out to see my absolute favorite live group, the Indigo Girls, this weekend. Yes! Closer I am to find... Yes, I love the Indigo Girls. When I was in college, Dana, we used to play, my roommate Carly and I, we used to do full Indigo Girls sets at the Monty V Hotel and Lounge in Flagstaff. And they, they let us in even though we were 19. Yeah, I took a road trip to Joshua Tree and it was a Les Fest. Like every great Indigo Girls song, we're blasting at the top of our lungs. It's so good. It's so, I just absolutely love them. Somebody had a, a survey up like the best vocal harmonies of, of uh, a, a group. And they were like Simon and Garfunkel and, you know, all these, you know, amazing harmonizing groups, hollow notes. And I was like, dude, Indigo Girls, top the list. Um, so this anonymous person, if you, if you haven't yet, go listen to Abby Wambach and Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things and listen to the Indigo Girls episode. It's mind blowing. And you find out shit you probably didn't even know, even as a super fan, but it's so good. Not to plug someone else's podcast on ours, but it's worth listening to. It's fantastic. We can always plug other people's stuff. Okay, good. Yeah. There's room for everyone. So she, her goes on. After the horrific shooting, the morning of this show, it was so nice to be a part of a community that's kind, loving, joyous, and accepting of all. I just love these ladies. 
They also had an amazing violinist, Lyris Hung, who was so fun to watch. Their opening act was new to me, Garrison Starr, but this lady can sing and did Hell the most yeah. hilarious folk version of Gin and Juice. Yeah, you heard that right. I recommend Googling it. I guarantee you will smile. Garrison Starr is a friend and she is the nicest human and so freaking talented. I love that you got introduced to Garrison's music. She's wonderful. I also yes. love that she's opening for the Indigo Girls right now. That's awesome. I know, right? High five. I used to do a, a great uh, folk version of uh, Boys in the Hood. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Super fun. All right. All right. Why don't you take us home? I would be happy to. This last one is from Anonymous as well, pronoun she and her. Hello, Beans Queens. I wanted to introduce our safe dumpster kitty, Toulouse, a.k.a. Dumpling, found in a dumpster behind a bar. We think he's about six weeks old and has learned climbing and biting after progressing to wet food this week. And he's living and thriving despite the rough start. <laughs> I She's like lo- how he's learned climbing and biting. <laughs> I know. His new life as a house cat is all about making friends with the current house pets, Sally and Roxy. Love everything you do, girls. Be safe this holiday season. And we've got a kitten in a McDonald's fry box. Oh and it's gosh. adorable. It looks like a little bangle with the blue eyes. I know. Oh, so my God. Really? Look at the dog. What the fuck is this? Uh, the dog is like, is I'm too old to care about this shit. Oh, look at the little bean sleeping. So, so sweet. Thank you for that submission. And thank you for all your submissions. Really great good news segment today. And if you have anything you want to send in to us, you can do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Dana, do you have any final thoughts? I'm going to check one more time while you have a final thought. Check it. Uh, do I? I have no final thoughts for today. I, Stretch. I know. I was like, no, I do. I would like to wish everyone a happy, what day is it when you listen to this? Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, hump day. I hope you can get over the hump of your week. And hopefully by the time you hear this, we'll have an 11th Circuit ruling. And go hug an LGBTQ person tomorrow because we are great huggers, um, unless they don't want you to touch them and ask permission first. Uh, these are all my final thoughts while you Google. I, I have checked and there is no 11th uh, I'm not finished, you. AG. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know <laughs> no, you I'm just keep <laughs> stretching. <if> <laughs> I'm very finished. Mm. <laughs> yeah, still no 11th Circuit decision. You can hear my fingernails like, you know, clicking on the, yeah. clicking on my watch face. All right, everybody, thank you so much. We will be back in your ears tomorrow, hopefully with a fucking 11th Circuit decision. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Boat blue over Q. And get everyone you know to go with you. Go, Senator Warnock. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>